You're listening to Wake Up Darling, a grassroots podcast about glowing up. This is where we help each other find authenticity, own our shit, and address our problems. Together, we can work on loving and healing ourselves. Let's live life with intention, step into our strength, and become who we've always been meant to be. You are exactly where you belong. This change is for you. This growth is for you. This life is for you. It's time to wake up, darling. So this is crazy that I'm actually doing this. Uh, I can't believe I'm actually starting a podcast. I am going to put all of my stuff out there and talk about what I've struggled with and what um, has helped me learn and grow. And doing this is an exercise in vulnerability that terrifies me because I'm just now learning very recently um, to recognize the strength and the power that there is in vulnerability. And um, as I've kind of wrestled with doing this podcast or talking about these things, I found that I, in particular, have really struggled with this notion that, well, there are so many people who know so much more than me. Um, why am I qualified or why do I feel like if I put my stuff out there that, that it's of value? And um, I just reflect back on the things that I tell my children and the things I tell my friends and how gentle I am with them and their pursuits of what makes them happy and um, watering and nurturing the things that give them strength or feed their souls. And I, I want to do that with myself too. So I know there are people that know more than me that um, are also great sources of advice and help about intuition and life and dealing and healing and loving yourself. Um, but I don't want to stifle my voice because I feel like I'm not measuring up to who they are or what they know. So again, this is a huge exercise in vulnerability and the fact that I'm putting this out here is kind of insane for me, if you actually know anything about me. So, um, do you guys remember the movie Hook with Robin Williams? And there's that scene where uh, one of the little lost boys is trying to figure out why this man thinks he's Peter Pan, because obviously he's not, right? He's old and sad and you know, just not that same person. And it isn't until um, the little boy's holding Robin Williams's face and he smiles. And like, that's when the little boy finally recognizes him. And he's like, oh, there you are, Peter. Um, that scene gives me all the feels for all the reasons. And it's one that's just, um, someone brought it up to me and it's, it's really resonated with me in my life and in my journey in particular up to this point. Um, my name's not Peter. I, I go by M, but again, this, this resonates no less. I was 32 years old when I decided to pursue this journey, journey of self-discovery, um, and feel like I finally was stepping into myself. And fun fact, when I talk about the vulnerability of knowing more or knowing enough, I'm still 32 years old. So what makes me qualified to do a podcast or to talk about the glow up. And um, here's the thing, like when you know something intrinsically 
intuitively, universally, not because you've memorized it, but because it's at the core of what you know and what you love and what you truly believe, you don't have to wait for some big certification or put in a certain amount of time. Or here's like the really big thing. You don't have to wait for someone else to give you permission to say you know enough, you've learned enough, now you're ready. Like none of those things have to happen for you to feel like you're an expert. Because I'm in the middle of my glow up. I'm in the middle of my intuitive awakening. I am in the middle of stepping into myself and I am all in y'all. And that is saying a lot because this shit is really, really hard. When you think about or even hear about people talk about spiritual awakenings or finding themselves or owning their bullshit or stepping into their power, like it always evokes these thoughts that they're like beautiful, light, airy, like these glowing series of events that get them there, but it's not. It is beautiful in its own right uh, when you accept it for what it is, but honestly, that's the truth about everything, right? Like everything's beautiful when you accept it for what it is, but that doesn't change that this whole process of owning your shit and healing yourself is really tough. I recently read a quote by Elizabeth Gilbert and it resonated with me so much that I wound up sharing it on my social media, which is, is rare for me. I don't do that very often because I'm a total nerd. I had to Google her first and I forgot that I already knew who Elizabeth Gilbert was and she's totally dope. You guys, I'm sure you know who she is too. Shout out to eat, pray, love and big magic. But anyway, the quote was, uh, I want to read it. So I know that I got it right quote was, I've never seen any life transformation that didn't begin with the person in question finally getting tired of their own bullshit. And that resonated so strongly with me, like it felt like it, it vibrated. I'm interrupting this podcast to tattle on myself briefly. I solicited feedback from three children um, that happened to be mine. And since then, my six-year-old will not stop saying bullshit. So don't let your kids listen to this, maybe. And seriously, up until recently, I always thought that I was putting up with everyone else's bullshit. And then, like, as this process started, or as I made the intention to go through this process of um, acknowledging that there were changes that I needed to make, I had always thought that I finally got sick of everyone else's. And then I had said that was enough, and that that was what launched me into these life changes. But really, though... It was kind of my own bullshit or my own samskaras or my own responses to like internal and external experiences that I was really tired of. And when I say samskaras, there are some terms that I use in my daily life as a result of just where my journey's taken me. And I want to be really intentional about ensuring that this podcast resonates with everyone. So if I use some of these yogic terms, I really want to make sure that I break it down for you as often as I can. Uh, partially because there's really good knowledge rooted in that. Um, also because I want it to be universal. And because like some of these things, when we make them overcomplicated or too wooey, they don't tend to be as relatable to other people. And I don't want anyone to feel like this is too far out there for them to acknowledge that there's um, value in it because there is value in it. Again, really want to keep this relatable so that it resonates with everyone. So for the sake of this podcast, I said Samskara. So I was 
tired of my own responses to experiences. And in yoga philosophy, samskaras are like the mental impressions left behind by your collective thoughts or your actions or your intents that you've experienced. They're kind of like a psychological imprint, so they're like below your normal level of consciousness. So you're not even realizing that they're there, but they're still at the root of your impulses. And something that's at the root of your impulses has the ability to influence your future because we know that our thoughts are super potent. As I reflect back, I can, I can see these instances or things that weren't serving my life that I was holding on to. Um, and I, I felt like they were for really good reasons. I also thought it wasn't my fault that they were happening to me. Only it was because I was choosing my reaction to it. Like, sure, my boss was an asshole. There wasn't anything I could do about it. He just was that way. So I would get anxious and angry and frustrated because it was out of my control. And all this time I had spent responding that way, I didn't recognize that the potency of those thoughts were eating away at my life and consuming my moments of happiness as well. Because happy thoughts are fleeting, right? Like an example that I can think of that I think all of us can relate to in some way is if your loved one makes you a cup of coffee and kisses you in the morning before they leave. Like that one small act feels so great, right? But then it's gone and you finish getting dressed or whatever your morning routine is and you drive to work. But then that same person can ignore or evade a text message because they think it's a better discussion to have in person. And you can lament on that for three hours. And how are you going to show back up when you get home? Like we hang on to our negative thoughts and emotions for far too long. And when you hang on to them for that long, you're giving them the power. Like what emotion and what thought are you feeding? Now I'm not saying that we all need to be happy where we're at. If we're in abusive relationships, harassing work environments or anything like that, hear me now. You do not belong in those places. You do not stay in those places and you cannot choose to be happy in those places. I'm talking about the things that we know damn well the potency of our thoughts can make or break. Um, I can't remember where I was. My mind is like fractals. Good luck keeping up, but if you are still listening, you are my people. I finally found you. Let's, let's do this. So why am I here? I'm here because God or the universe or the divine, whatever you want to call it, again, because this is something that we want to resonate with everyone, will not let this go. So I have spent so much of my life with an imbalance in my sixth chakra that I overthink everything. Side note, if you keep up with me on these podcasts, I will talk to you about all of your chakras because they're fascinating and um, just really good information for you to know about yourself. Uh, But anyway, I have spent a really long time in my life overthinking everything. The last year has really been more about me working on myself than ever before. I've kind of like made this commitment to wake up to who I am and to look in the mirror and understand that the world that I've manifested up until now was because I manifested it. And I've had this challenge for the last year to figure out how to trust myself, to open my heart, to find contentment 
and to step into my power. And it's just been a really long chain of events. And honestly, this meant that sometimes I felt like I was carrying bricks in certain moments. And then there were other moments that I honestly felt like I was so light that I could have just floated away. Part of this journey meant looking at my shortfalls. And this is so hard to do. And if you think back to that quote about getting tired of your own bullshit, it's just not easy. But it's also not difficult. Like, it's not a big, I need to recognize my bullshit and then I need to spend weeks trying to figure out a four-point path or plan to guide. No, it's just owning it. Like, just making the decision to say, yeah, this is my issue and I am simply going to not be that person anymore. Yes, I'm going to find tools that are going to help me maintain that commitment to myself, but it does not serve me. It does not create a world that I want, and these thoughts are not good for me. So that's not me. So yeah, part of this journey was me looking at my shortfalls, and there were so many. And you guys, my sixth chakra has been uh, imbalanced for most of my life. I'm not even going to say adult life because my mom's probably listening and that's, she's definitely listening. Um, but I'm sure she can vouch for the, the notion that I have always been an overthinker who has been stuck in my head. Your sixth chakra is your third eye chakra. And essentially it's responsible for your intuition, your sense of purpose, your self-reflection, visualization, discernment, your ability to trust yourself. So if you are living with this chakra, either imbalanced or closed, you are not living your life. So if this is you, in the words of this podcast, it's time to wake up, darling. And my fourth chakra was closed, but that's, um, we're going to save that for another episode. My sixth chakra being out of balance meant that I was constantly struggling with where I was in life. And I think that people that know me might be really surprised by that because I was by all means super successful. I was in a long-term marriage. I had a fantastic career. I had amazing children, but I would still say often, why am I here? What am I doing? I felt so lost in my path in life or my purpose. And it was just like something wasn't right. Something was out of alignment and I didn't know what it was. Not to mention the headaches, the overthinking, the anxiety. I was a mess. And here's the thing now is I didn't fully understand until I balanced that chakra or learned how to trust myself and my intuition and let that light in how messy my life was because I didn't understand what it truly could be like. Part of my goal in, in this podcast or in these conversations is to have like honest, frank discussions about this so that you know that there's another side like you don't it's not messy it doesn't have to be messy but anyway when I finally got around to balancing my third eye chakra the difference was profound and I know it sounds like I'm speaking another language to some of you so uh let's put it this way when I finally got around to learning how to trust myself and my experiences how to harness and channel my thoughts in a way that focused my intentions and how to establish my purpose in things. The difference was profound. But for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to call it my sixth chakra or my third eye chakra. The benefits of either balancing or opening your third eye chakra are abundant. And that's kind of funny because I think one of them is abundance. Also, it's the key to a happier life. Honestly, 
balancing all of your chakras and being in alignment is the key to a happier life. But for me, this, this one was, was really important. It gave me the ability to find things and situations that were right for me and to keep me on path to where I felt like I was fulfilling or working toward my purpose. So how do you balance or unblock your third eye chakra? Um, here's the stuff that you probably don't want to hear because honestly, it's, it's kind of hard. And we don't even have to say third eye chakra. We can just say, how do you unblock your mental roadblocks or learn how to trust yourself or own your bullshit? If you're asking that, you've already decided it's blocked, right? So why? Are you lost? Are you anxious? Are you unhappy? Are you flailing through life trying to figure out your purpose? Like try to, try to figure out why you feel like there's something to overcome. And then own your bullshit. Like it's blocked. And there may have been people that played a role or a part in it being blocked or out of balance, but it's not anyone else's fault. And it's not anyone else's responsibility to fix it. Like you have to own your bullshit and you're the only one that can make that change. You cannot keep waiting for someone else to make it. So maybe there's a relationship you need to get out of or a relationship you need to start showing up for or a job that no longer serves you or bad habits, overspending, overeating, I don't know. It's your bullshit, but until you own it, you can't move past it. And then what are your limiting beliefs or negative thoughts and how can you replace them? I am so big on affirmations. Lord knows I talk to myself. And I will talk more about how that relates to intuition later. But tell yourself the good stuff. Like, I am my inner teacher and I know my true path. I have unlimited possibilities available to me. I know what things are right for me. I trust my intuition. Tell yourself these things because they're true. Be creative. This is how you escape your rational mind. And you need to escape it. So maybe that just means you're dancing or you have a yoga flow that's not structured or maybe you're painting or hell, maybe you are starting a podcast. I mean, just any of those things. You have to escape your rational mind. And then meditate. And I can't say this enough. It's so important, you guys, to just sit in silence and be with yourself. And if you're starting meditating, thoughts are going to come into your mind and that's okay. Take them and place them across from you and see them and their purpose and process them and work through them and then move them along. One piece of advice that I got um, that worked for me as I was learning how to meditate was thoughts that you don't have to process, like not big heavy emotions or events, but just thoughts if you're meditating, to think of them like clouds. You can see it and you can acknowledge that it's there, but just like you would look at the sky, the cloud would move and it would pass along. You don't have to grab every cloud and pull it down. You just, those thoughts that are not things that you need to process through, just let them move. And then eventually when you meditate, you won't have all of those thoughts interrupting. And you don't need, you don't need an app to start meditation. There are lots of really great guided meditation apps, but you really just need a quiet space and eyes that shut. <laughs> and I know we all have those. And lastly, do some yoga. That asana is so good for you. 
And I know that when people talk about yoga, it can feel really foreign or really woo-woo, and that's not the point of it, I guess. But people that do yoga, even if they don't understand what's happening in their bodies, it feels good, right? When you do yoga and you're moving through poses and you're aligning your body and your mind and your thoughts and you're breathing into areas that you're stretching, you're holding tension and trauma in your body all the time. And yoga is a really great way to mindfully release that tension and that trauma and to heal the things that your body has been carrying. Combining this with, I mean, your other practices of owning your bullshit, being creative, meditating, affirmations, all of those things, it's, it's just a really great holistic approach to trying to manifest a better life for yourself. But for my woo-woo folks in the back, I see you. Balancing and unlocking, or unblocking, I'm sorry, your third eye chakra also means that you're honing in on your intuition. So it's the doorway to higher levels of perception and thinking. So as you're meditating, pay attention to those messages. Pay attention to those lights, um, the things you see, the things you hear, the things you feel, and journal that stuff. Like really make sure that you're keeping a journal about that. Focus on the space between things. Like we all know that there's no such thing as negative space. There's energy between everything. Pay attention to signs, signals, and coincidences. Whatever you want to call it and journal that shit. It is amazing what the universe will tell you when you let it get a word in. I'm, I'm here because of my sixth chakra or learning to trust my intuition or listening to the signs, signals, and coincidences from the universe. So hear me out because I know to some of you that seems kind of crazy, but I will tell you my whole life story in another podcast. We will talk about the series of heartaches that I went through that left me disoriented and grasping for those deep life answers and alignment, even though I didn't know what that looked like at the time. But for now, I'm just going to tell you about how my intuition got me to record this little ditty. I finished my ROIT, which is a registered yoga teaching program, very recently. It was 200 hours of intense work. I know we've talked about yoga and the poses and the breath work, but this was so much more than that. It was all of the transformational stuff that happens off the mat, like the ethical practices, meditation, samskaras, chakras, healing, energy. I could go on and on. But anyway, it finally helped me step into my power and break these barriers, and I broke them down like the freaking karate kid, you guys, and damn, things started going my way. Like, I was harnessing and manifesting all the good stuff with my thoughts. I was paying attention to my gut, and then bam, patterns, sequences, signs, dreams, things were just playing out in a way that I couldn't ignore. So I've never been big on podcasts, ironically enough. Uh, it wasn't until I was in this RYT program where I'd explained to the group that I wanted to help people find a purpose in what they do and happiness in their lives and the ability to move forward and not feel like they were stuck where they were at. And one of the women had asked if I had listened to a certain podcast and gave me the name. And the next week, partially because Audible wasn't creating my hungry mind, which felt like it had just opened up to make space to learn so much more about all of this stuff, um, I hit the podcast. Anyway, I've been a podcast enthusiast ever since. But as I would listen to these, I would think, dang, like that is such a cool way to help people or good for her doing that. Or wow, what a great message. I'm so glad that I got to hear this and listen to this today. So then I go back um, for the very last weekend of RYT, and it's stressful, right? Because you, 
you have to test on all of these amazing things that you've learned, but you've also spent all of this time like doing really hard work on yourself. It's the last weekend and I get there and I have this dream that one of my roommates was trying to get me to take a shot of tequila for breakfast to calm my nerves. And I shared the dream with her because it was funny in the sense that uh, when I went to take this shot, or dream me, rather, went to take the shot. She was all over me. She was like, no, you just splashed the tequila on your face. You don't drink it. So we have a good laugh about that. And then we get to the YWCA. And before our learning classes start, we do a community yoga class. And the woman in front of us sits down and she has a t-shirt on that says tequila for breakfast. And I'm like, damn. But I'm at this point, I'm taking that as a subtle reminder that I am exactly where I'm meant to be, that I need to calm down and trust myself and trust this test and this process and whatever. And then two days later, we are leaving Closing Circle and one of these trainers who is just so vibrant and full of life says, you only get to do life once. You only get one shot of tequila and you have to take it and live. And I'm thinking, here we are with the tequila again. So I feel like this message is for me. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. Life, I'm doing it, whatever it is. Um, and I don't think anything of it for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden I need a new podcast because I'm all caught up on these gazillion others I've been listening to because I've listened to them start to finish obsessively. Because the internet watches everything you do and knows everything about your life, it was recommending podcasts for me. So the Lightworkers Lounge pop up, pops up. And I'm like, oh, cool, I'll give this one a whirl. And she opens her first episode, first season, first episode, with the song, When I Taste Tequila. And I'm like, all right, all right, I get it. So I record a little thing on my phone just to see how it feels. Um, and after rambling for like 20 minutes, kind of like I'm doing right now, but anyway, after rambling for like 20 minutes, I'm like, cool, cool. I, I mean, that was decent. I could maybe do this. I'm a talker and I can talk about things when I'm really into them. And then, you know, shit happens, life happens. And I'm like, no, not right now. It is not the right time. I don't know enough. I've listened to these people. They know way more than me. I don't know what I'm doing. So I, I just put it off, right? Because I'm not trusting myself. I'm not trusting this process. I, I, I'm not ready in my mind. And now I have this assignment due for grad school because I'm in grad school again, and I'm super nutty that way. Um, but this time it's for something I'm passionate about, and that's definitely the way to do it. But now I have this assignment for grad school on audio content creation. And frankly, I cannot take any more tequila references or any more pushes from the universe to put myself out there and share this vulnerability. So voila, here we are. And I think I'm, I think I'm going to close with that. Yeah, I'm going to close with that and, and just tell you what I want to do um, on this podcast and with this platform. I want to create a space for conversation. I want an empowering space where we can talk about things that are difficult and where we can hold space to allow vulnerability to allow growth, to allow emotions that are negative and positive to be, to be processed, to just, I, I just wanna create a safe space for people to heal. I wanna tell you my story and I wanna share some of the things that have worked for me so far. And I wanna share them in a way that resonates with people who think all different kinds of ways. 
And granted, I do want to talk about yoga and chakras and intuition and the power of our thoughts and manifestation and healing and confronting your own bullshit. And I know that some of those things are going to be hard topics for people, but they're so important. Um, I also kind of want to talk about the zodiac and moon phases. And if you're not into that, you can just skip those episodes. But guys, seriously, once again, I found myself at 32 and I'm 32. So I'm, I'm inviting you on a journey with me. I'm not guiding you to a destination. I'm not there yet. I just need some fellow passengers to come along. I spent way too much of my life not living my life. And it is so wonderful and so beautiful. I, I can't let you sit on the sidelines any longer either. I do, you have to do this with me. So I think I'm going to rework my Insta so you can follow me there. And it's going to be at Wake Up Darling Podcast. So you can DM me your thoughts and your questions there. And if you have anything you want to talk about, send me a message there. Next week, I think we're going to talk about me. So stay tuned. I also want to talk about things like love, getting back to the us that was brave and felt like we had a world of possibility ahead of us. What to do when you fail or feel like you're failing in roles that are really important to you. I just, I want to have really good discussions. So if there are things that you want to talk about, again, please, 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 please reach out to me. But until then, thank you for listening to Wake Up, Darling. My name is M. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs>